0: Sometimes you gotta go back, to actually move forward. I don't mean all the way back to dental school. Let's face it, that was an awful experience. But when it's all said and done, you still have questions. That's what Paul and Justin are here for, to answer your questions as your dental business mentor.
1: What's up, everybody? This is Dr. Just. I'm here with Dr. Paul Etchison. We are your dental business mentors uh, going through, keeping these sessions to 12 minutes, I have learned. Yeah, 12, 12 minutes. 12. Just answering your question. So what is the question? The question today is a very, very general question. It
0: is the, the big question, but there's so many ways we can go about this. And I'm glad you're going to answer it first, because I'm just going to use what you say, and then I'm going to spin it around and make it seem like it was my idea. So how do we create more profit in our practices?
1: Well, most folks that I'm speaking to and we can relate to this as well, we're we're seeing a reduction in practice profitability pretty much across the board and we've been sort of approaching this systematically. The first step is taking a look at your profit and loss statements and you know not all offices receive monthly P&L's or profit and loss statements where expenses are categorized accurately. For example, if you have supplies, you know, component, there's certain things that that shouldn't be in there that would generally be equipment. For example, you know, office supplies are where they should be, lab, et cetera. So have clean P&Ls. If you don't, it's always nice to work with accountants or tax folks that have specific knowledge in dentistry. I think that helps. So definitely work with folks that do that. Yeah, you so, got to
0: fire your, fire the accountant that was doing your dad's taxes when you were like four years old. <laughs> <laughs> the family friend that just does taxes on the side. Like, yeah. We are a sophisticated business here, guys. Get a good accountant. All right, back to you, Justin.
1: Yeah, So so the first thing is to do that. And once you understand where the profit leaks are, then you can start managing some of those. For example, as a case study, we have a we have a practice that's doing approximately two little over it'll probably do around two million dollars by by the time we're done with Descender two to two point one million dollars in in revenue and it's it's about 15, eighteen months old I think now eighteen months in. And so, revenue-wise, things sound pretty good, right? Like, the office is in $2 million. And this is why, like, even, like, 10 years ago, one of my mentors told me, he said, when you go to these conferences and all these dentists are bragging about how productive they are, the first thing you're going to ask them is what are your collections, right? And what is your net earnings at the end of the year, right? And I was like, Okay this meant nothing to me as a fourth year dental student at the time but I wrote it down right and now it's very meaningful I mean there's a lot of folks that place a little too much emphasis on on that number so 2 million dollars there's zero profit in that practice zero 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 none so me- meaning it breaks even that's about it right so there's no there's no profit above and beyond Ugh. expenses and debt services that makes me sad and, and if, sad the, now. If, if, if if it changes just even a little bit you know the revenue drops just a little bit there's an increase in in expenses in another area there will be out of pocket expenses for everybody so a lot of dentists and a lot of clients we get are actually have been operating for years without of pocket expenses they've just been paying themselves very little right when you take a look at what they've been earning in their practice and what they've been paying themselves It's oftentimes less than what they would be compensated, you know, as an associate. That that's not always the case, right? I don't want to I don't want to say that that's that's predominantly the case, but we get a lot of folks like that, right? I'm not used to operating like that. I've not had a practice that 18 months in was not starting to uh, yield profit where I could make distributions. At 2 million, at 2 million, that's crazy. At 2 million, Exactly. exactly my point. So obviously this sets off alarm bells and we have to start digging. So I'm going to walk you through this, okay? The first thing we look at is our expenses that we can control. There's certain things we can't. Can't change my rent unless my lease is coming up in a year or if the landlord's, you know, maybe... Maybe even the landlord's you, that's a different story. But in that case, we're not going to go down that road because it's not worth doing that if you're keeping your real estate, et cetera. And so we won't go down that that road. But supplies, we can try to influence. And the cost of supplies, especially if you're a a small practice, is you're not going to be able to do much to reduce the actual, like you don't have buying power. There's no economies of scale here. And even at our size, there's not a lot of economies of scale. We're just, we're paying what we have to pay. There are some volume-based discounts, but not a lot. And so, the way to deal with that is obviously, like always, conservative usage. But where we found things slipping through the cracks are like expired things sitting around, expired cements, right? Or maybe ordering a little too much, you know, at one time. So, you got to dial in the supplies aspect. And I, because we only have a short period of time, I'm going to go through this because I want to hit all the points. So, take control of that, right? Get a breakdown of all expenses that are categorized as supplies. You don't want to just see supplies were 5,000 or sorry 7,800 this month. We our net earnings was was 100,000 so that's 7.8%. Well that's great. That's high. We want it lower, right? We ideally five or less if possible. And the way to do that is to get a breakdown of all those expenses. You have to know where is that money going. Right? So someone has to be reconciling that on a regular basis. Conservative usage. We use something called Dentira in our practices now. Our practices that have used Dentira find that it does help them. So because it integrates with your practice management system, one of the things it does is it won't let you order something unless you've done enough work in that same time period. So it prevents things from you know expiring and from for those losses from occurring. The lab is the second piece. You know where we we were seeing docs controlling lab expenses a little better. You you have to get together with the doctors in your practice and you or whatever within your group and figure out a way to lower those expenses. It's possible. The other portion is staff wages. This is where I think a lot of people are struggling. The staff wages at that practice are, were approximately forty wow. percent. Think about that for a second.
0: I'm that like downright. I'm depressed months. now. I went from sad to depressed. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Floored me, right? And when you look at these historic ratios that we've been talking about, and you talk to all these folks that, well, for for this much revenue, you should have X number of team members, right? And we hit those ratios, but those ratios are not working now, based on a, a number of, of factors. Okay, so we have to go back and we have to say, well, how can we manage this? How do we how do we ensure we're not overstaffed? Are there things that can be outsourced? Where are our redundancies? So we have to work with with this, right? Where well, there's we can only increase the revenue so quickly, right? We're not going to be doing 2.8 million next month, right? To offset that. So that's really important. The other is insurance. This is going to be a big one. So we just, uh, we have found that insurance companies have been negotiated. We've been able to negotiate with them. They've been, we've been seeing progress. They've been able to increase our reimbursements, but reimbursements are a huge problem, right? Like one of our practices, it will submit to insurance, but we we collect because it's a practice that, that patients are willing to pay out of pocket, okay? they, we don't have that difference between our UCR fees and our, the fees that we get to collect or our true reimbursement. And so we're not writing off, you know, 30%, 32% in some cases, right? You can't make money doing that. And so you, we had to negotiate some of those fees to close the gap a bit. The second piece of that, which is the biggest component is we need to drop a bunch of insurance plans. You know, this practice has, Hundreds of different insurance companies, but it's because we wanted to flood it with patients to begin with. And we need to be competitive in that market. And now that we're here, we have to start focusing on reducing the uh, plans that, that we take. And so we have somebody in Rev, Rev cycle who's now all through Q1 is going to make sure that that that's dealt with. And get this, even though we know how to do it, we're hiring a coach who's done it a thousand times. Why? Because they've done it a thousand times. So we're hiring a coach for our team member. They're going to hold their hand through and they're going to get the job done. And hopefully... We'll see an increase in profitability. We estimate, hopefully, around that eight percent mark. So, you know, we're gonna we're gonna step by step increase that. And then the last piece is we need to increase our revenue without increase the number of team members by about twenty five percent over the next six months. And then we'll have a profitable practice. So we're gonna get it there, but it's gonna take a while. And I can't tell you with one hundred percent confidence how long it's gonna take until we start chipping away at each of these pieces.
0: Yeah. That's amazing, man. I mean, it's, it's like you, if you even find somebody that's like, Hey, what's your practice collecting? Like if anyone's like getting above that million dollar mark, like 1.5, you're like yeah, high fives. Like, great, man. You're, you're top 10% easy. Here you got $2 million practice with no profit. Exactly. Oh, dude, man. Exactly. I, a lot of people like to post on their overhead on, you know, dental forums and stuff like that. And I find that often what they're posting is their net take home. It's not really, it's not really they're posting an EBITDA percentage per se, but like for my practice, I mean five and a half mil, I'm not gonna say what our our, what our profit is on that, but I guarantee it's not as much as everybody thinks it is. And as we've grown as a bigger practice, like we have to have very be very front end heavy because we have to feel a lot of phone calls. We have a lot of admin work and you know, the whole like two front end to two assistants to two hygienists to one dentist, that doesn't work as you get a bigger practice because you need more front end and our payroll historically always ran about twenty four percent. We're running about twenty eight percent right now. And that's something that we're also trying to deal with and trying to find other ways to save gloves, uh, looking at supplies. Again, we just started subsystem and I don't know if it's denturic because my, my assistant handles it, but they just started something similar. And I'm wondering if it's that same thing. Yeah. It's, I, I think the big point here in the two things that I think that I heard you say, Justin, was that one thing I hear you saying is that when, when you, you're looking at issues and you're finding solutions but before you look at issues, you need an accurate dashboard to drive the car. You need accurate P and Ls. And same thing that I see a lot of times with my coaching clients with the AR reports. You know, they got this and that. Oh, I don't know. I think there's some ortho in there. I think there's some payment plans, and and some are some delinquent accounts. So I don't know if this is real. Like this, I think the AR is really lower than this number. It's like no, get an accurate damn report that means something. So if you don't have an accountant that can give you accurate stuffer. If you're like re- reconciling all these things and categorizing them yourself, but you're doing them, you know, at the end of the year, doing for everything, like this is something that we need to run to operate as a business owner. You just gave a really good example of, of that case study of a practice of yours that looks great on paper. You know, sell that thing, collections, two million, you know, five ops. Holy cow, people be like drooling over it. This is a great practice. And then you dive into the details and you're like, whoa, whoa, you know, pump the brakes. Like, this is not as good as I thought it was, but you know you've got an accurate P and L, and now you can actually come up with some solutions on that. So, how do we create more profit? I mean, it's it's everything at it once, and it's it's simple, but it's hard. And for me, it's always more revenue, but you've got to have your a, a pulse on the on the practice profitability, and that starts with having the reports. So. Anything you want to add really quick? I,
1: I think that's a good start. I mean, it's just go get some clean P&Ls and get rolling on chipping away at those expenses. Uh, we're going to do it. And I'd be happy six months from now to share the results with everybody.
0: Yeah, I think that'd be a great episode. We'll just go through it and we'll get really granular. That'd be great. All right, cool. We'll check out www.dentalbusinessmentor.com, 179 a month it's going to change your life. Every element, you will sleep better. You will eat better. You're probably going to drop like 30 pounds just by signing up for dental business mentor. We don't guarantee any of those results and results may vary, but I'm pretty sure it's going to, your life's going to be better if you do it. So just sign up as soon as you can. No contracts end at any time. And I know you will learn a ton at dentalbusinessmentor.com. Take care, everybody.